This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns tomorrow. We are all consumers. So when you think back over 2021, how were you buying and consuming compared with other years? Numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740. Consumer advocate Ellen Roseman is been keeping track of the trends and joins us with the story. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Jane. We did this a year ago, you and I, and I'm wondering how much of the trends of 2020 stuck with us through this past year. Well, this was a very unusual year, you know, except for the first couple of months. We were living in lockdowns uh, on and off, and we were confined to home. And even if the stores weren't locked down, we were differently uh, shopping. We were nervous. We were nervous about going to stores. We were nervous about masks and going to theaters and uh, going to restaurants. And it really did make a change in our behavior. Those, uh, especially older Canadians who didn't really like shopping online, may have felt that they had to because it was really difficult to to negotiate stores. Uh, often there were lineups outside. So you were uh, shopping online whether you wanted to or not. Now, do you think, um, and you watch the trends, do you think that the trend of online shopping will continue uh, even after the pandemic? As people have realized, you know, when you do get what you want and it comes right to your door and there's no shipping, uh, that's that's a pretty nice deal. Absolutely. Uh, you sound like you're talking about Amazon. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually don't frequent Amazon all that much, um, but but I've done I basically all of my Christmas shopping online. Right. If you can get no shipping, that's great. Amazon has this Prime service, which uh, is a subscription that many people buy just because not only do you get free shipping, but it comes to your door the next day. Another thing to think about is that Amazon has quite a liberal return policy. If there's any reason why it doesn't work, you just tell them and you get your money back pretty pretty quickly. And uh, uh, one of the things I've noticed with online shopping, especially when you're not quite sure who you're dealing with, you know, online People, uh, companies can look fabulous. They can give you all kinds of promises. It's all, you know, just hunky-dory. And then the item comes. It might be delayed. It might be defective. You start calling the company to find out what's going on. You can't get through. Nobody really answers your questions. And in the worst-case scenario, many people have found this. They just aren't getting a refund at all. There's just nothing coming. So then they have to go to their credit card company and hope that through uh, an appeal to the credit card company, they can get the item, uh, re- the transaction reversed, and they can get the money back. So my advice for online shopping is always to be really careful and do some research about who you're dealing with online before you, you order. And uh, the best thing to do is just look up the company's name and look for complaints and go to the Better Business Bureau site and see what kind of ratings they have and what kind of complaints are posted online, because many people just don't realize how dangerous it is to give your credit card 
to an online retailer who whose reputation you don't understand and right. know about. Yeah, you want to stick to uh, the the big companies, you know, and, and maybe you like to frequent Canadian companies, but that you know the name of, you know that they're legitimate, right? Right. Okay, well, when we're on that topic of online shopping, and you mentioned there about delays in getting the product to you, uh, and we heard about this from a lot of people, our friends and neighbors and family, you know, items like dishwashers or washing machines um, are taking, and hot tubs, taking yeah. months and months and months uh, to arrive. Um, yeah. is, this is, has certainly been a consumer trend. This is definitely an issue. Uh, it goes by the kind of... Uh, uh, jargony term supply chain. But what they're really talking about is that, number one, it's a lot harder to uh, grow or manufacture many of the things that we're used to because there's labor shortages, there isn't as much uh, movement between countries for workers, uh, shipping has been disrupted, uh, uh, manufacturing, uh, they haven't been able to get a lot of parts. The big uh, one that people know about uh, is furniture, appliances, and cars. And cars in particular are affected by these um, uh, uh, computer components that have been in short supply. Right. And most cars now are computerized. So new cars have been disrupted, and that means that used cars are harder to get and harder to get at a price that you think is affordable. So that's really affecting things. And then with kitchen appliances, suppose your fridge breaks down. You find one that you really like, you order it, and then you're told three months. And maybe three months will stretch out even longer. What are you going to use? You know, you, ha- you might have to rent a fridge or buy a small fridge or something because it's really hard to maintain your normal cooking if your fridge or your stove doesn't even work and a new one is in short supply. Right. That is a desperate situation for sure. Uh, if if you have a story uh, which complements some of what Ellen is telling us today, Ellen Roseman, consumer advocate, she's talking about the trends of 2021 here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane for Libby, give us a call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's talk about uh, another of the trends of 2021, the fast growth of trading of stocks and cryptocurrency at online brokers. That's that's a bit of a that's a risky move for a consumer, right? Yeah, it can be if you're inexperienced and you don't know what you're doing. It all started blowing up about a year ago, uh, January, February, when we were talking about meme stocks and about people who are communicating on a, a site called Reddit about a stock called GameStop which is a, a, a toy retailer in the U.S. that had been depressed for many years. And uh, the uh, people on Reddit were saying, well, let's all buy it and see if we can make the price go up. And they did. And uh, then everybody was piling on. And the problem with trading online through an online broker is that you're on your own. They have no responsibility to make sure that you are making a trade that is suitable for you. You don't have to give them any details about your level of experience or anything else. So if you make a mistake or if you do something that causes a big loss, you can't say, well, you should have stopped me because you should have known. They're not paying attention because they're not regulated in such a way that they have to do so. You are seen to be knowledgeable. So if you're not, that can be difficult. And uh, if you want to trade online or go online for your investments, probably the best thing to do is to go to something called a robo-advisor, which is an online portfolio manager where you just answer a few questions. They set up a portfolio of 
uh, low-cost investments for you, and then they manage it for you. So Wealthsimple is probably the best one uh, in terms of uh, reputation and, and size. And then there's a bunch of other ones as well. There's about 15 of those in Canada. And they're great for beginner investors or for older investors who don't want to get actively involved in managing their own portfolio. And of course, a lot of uh, Zoomers who are, you know, who have been saving money for a long time, saving and spending money and earning money. Um, uh, would you suggest going through the big banks uh, to having uh, somebody advise you on your finances in that manner? Is that that's probably one of the safer ways? Uh, it's good to have a, a, a full-service advisor uh, because at least you can ask questions. You can get a sense that they're looking out for you. But bank branches aren't necessarily a great place to go because they tend to sell only mutual funds. And lately, we're learning that many of them are selling only their own mutual funds, so they're not even giving you a good selection. And those mutual funds tend to have quite high annual expenses known as management expense ratios. They're, you know, maybe one and a half, two percent, even two and a half percent a year deducted from your returns uh, uh, of all the people who own the mutual funds. So if you have enough money, uh, it's better to go to the bank and ask to uh, get directed to their um, full service brokerage firm, you know, like RBC would have RBC Dominion Securities right. and CIBC has CIBC Wood Gundy uh, and just go to these uh, firms that they're looking for people with a bit more money to invest, but they're selling a wide variety of investments, not just bank proprietary mutual funds. Excellent. Let's go to Jennifer in Caledon. Jennifer, you have a question or comment? Yes, I have a comment about uh, your your comment about the uh, going online to the larger um, companies such as Amazon. And Amazon, in fact, has been repeatedly uh, sending packages Incorrectly, I live in Caledon, and uh, for instance, if, if it was a water street on one side of Caledon and it's watered down on the other side, uh, we are getting repeatedly, and it has been going on for more than a year, <laughs> we're getting a multitude of, of uh, various packages for the, in, the incorrect street, and they're saying that if we wish to toss them out or keep it because reorder for this other person. Oh, interesting. Jennifer, thank you for that. Um, I guess, thank you. That's one of the problems, I guess, with Amazon. Uh, There is the convenience, but there are issues, clearly. I wasn't necessarily recommending Amazon because I know a lot of people don't even want to use it, but it does have this convenience. Uh, CIBC, CBC Marketplace did a show in the last year showing that when things are returned to Amazon, usually they're never sold again. They're just thrown out which is quite wasteful, but that's how the company, I guess, makes sure that, uh, you know, things keep moving. And uh, uh, if, you can, if you're worried about, you know, returns just going into the garbage, maybe you have to look for another big retailer to shop from. Okay, Zoom was uh, the probably the biggest trend. Uh, Zoom meetings, Zoom calls in 2020. Did that carry on through this past year? Uh, pretty well, yes, because, uh, like, I'm in a book club. We have 15 people. Um, we used to meet at people's homes, but for many of us, most of us, I would think our living room is not big enough to hold 15 people and space them out well, so we're continuing to meet on Zoom. And we don't like it that much because we used to have a half hour of socializing before the meeting, So, and we'd have cookies and coffee and stuff. Now we're just uh, you know, opening up the lines and people can come in early, but it's harder to have individual conversations yes. on Zoom. 
I hear from a lot of people like uh, that where where sometimes we would just have catch up meetings, like friendly catch up meetings. They're saying I'm all zoomed out. I've had enough, <laughs> and it's hard because it it's tiring to keep looking at yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, many people aren't really good at Zoom, and all of a sudden you hear all this background noise, which tends to be way louder on Zoom than it probably should be. And uh, it, it's not the greatest way of of doing things, but in a time when we're all concerned about going out and being in crowds, probably Zoom will continue to have a, a, a prominent role. Well, there may be a resurgence over the next couple of months with Omicron if we're told to stay home uh, again. Uh, that's very likely could happen. I also want to talk to you about telecommunications. Um, my husband and I just recently went from traditional cable to the Ignite TV. Um, it, it is a better deal, uh, and you're able to pick your channels. So if I want to pick Vision TV and One TV, which are Zoomer Media Properties, I can go in and get those. Um, and it just seems to have more options, and it's more cost-effective. Um, but but the old way is getting much more expensive. So is that a trend that people going to this new technology to watch television? Oh, definitely. Uh, And also some people are giving up their traditional cable and just relying on streaming services like Netflix or Prime Video or Disney Plus or um, Apple Plus. There's a lot of quality TV programs. And if you watch the awards, they're often picking up the awards over the more traditional TV and and movies. So you can save money that way. Netflix this year finally has to pay sales tax, or add sales tax to the bills, which it wasn't doing before, so it's gone up a little, but still maybe 11 or $12 a month, whereas if you had the uh, cable package from Rogers or Bell, it would probably be like $50, $60 a month, a lot more. And another one people are buying... Uh, which you can do with Ignite is HBO Crave. And it's, it's not inexpensive, but, uh, you know, the, the show that everybody's been talking about because it just had its, uh, its final, uh, uh, show on Sunday, Succession. Yes. Everybody was saying that the Rogers, uh, dispute in Canada with all the, the, the children vying for running the company reminded them of, of this TV show, Succession. Uh, that's been on HBO and it's been really fun to watch. So if you just bought that and didn't buy your traditional channels, you can save money. So there's a lot of choice. We've had Ignite for a little while. And one of the things we like about it is that you can um, go uh, to a show late and catch up. You can uh, go fast through the commercials. It gives you a lot of control, and it's not like a traditional kind of TV show. You don't have to tape things if you're not around. Right. Usually you can just find them later. Yeah, we're like little kids. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the gadgets and the ease of going from uh, program to program. And as you say, not worrying about uh, jumping into a program a few minutes late. Um, as we wrap up here, Ellen, we're running out of time. Um, record levels of inflation. We are all dealing with that. And it's leaving people worried about how this will impact their household income. That is certainly a trend for 2021. Advice, guidance on that going into the new year? Well, the biggest item uh, for inflation these days is gasoline. And unfortunately, there's not too much you can do about it. It's up about 30% since last year. Uh, I don't even see a whole lot of competition among gas stations anymore. They all seem to be more or less in the same range in terms of prices. Uh, But one thing you can do if you're driving less than you did before, call up your insurance company and make sure that your car insurance rates are adjusted to the new driving levels because that can save you some money. 
and at least maybe hope to compensate. Groceries are also a very high item, uh, and they're going up. Uh, the biggest one uh, uh, is beef, so probably cut down on some of that meat and make it uh, uh, not every day and maybe make it part of a meal rather than the focus of a meal. Um, and there, there was some good news on inflation. Uh, mortgage interest rates are down almost 10% in one year. Uh, phone services are down 14%, travel and tourism uh, 20%, and uh, uh, car insurance down 6%, and fresh vegetables down 5%. So if you're not eating as much meat, try to buy some fresh vegetables, of which you can still find quite a variety. We will leave our discussion on that positive note. Thank you so much, Ellen, for your time. Thanks a lot, Jane. Bye. Consumer advocate Ellen Roseman with the trends, consumer trends of 2021. Jane for Libby, she's back tomorrow, as is Bob Comsick right now with the news here on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.